0: Hi everyone, Uh, this is Mark and this is the Mark Hastings Experience and uh, in this podcast uh, I'm going to be talking about everything from poetry to films to uh, TV shows to books and about uh, anything and everything that inspires me and uh, I hope you like what you hear Hi everyone, this is Mark and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience and in this episode uh, I'm once again going to be covering um, one of the the films that make up the Marvel Cinematic Universe of films and today uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favourite films from the Marvel Cinematic Universe and that is Captain America The First Avenger Uh, which came out in 2011 and of course it stars the character of Captain America um, who's played by uh, Chris Evans uh, uh, who is Captain America but his real name is of course Steve Rogers Uh, it also stars uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, Hugo Weaving uh, Hayley Atwell uh, Sebastian Stan uh, among uh, other uh, incredibly talented uh, actors. And um, this film um, is the film that really did uh, push the Marvel Cinematic Universe of films into high gear because, um, uh, as the title of the film suggests, Captain America was the, the first real character um, uh, Avenger, because he 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 originates in the the nineteen forties in World War Two, and he's kind of like the, the 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 bridge character, a character that bridges um, the beginnings of the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, uh, and also the uh, the the events that take place in the the present uh, universe. Um, present timeline of the Marvel Cinematic Universe but um, yeah uh, Captain America the first Avenger uh, introduces uh, a lot of characters that will become very prominent and important over the course of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and um, that's the film I'm going to be talking about today. So, as I was saying uh, in this episode, I'm going to be talking about uh, one of my favorite films. Um, It's a film that's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And that is uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, uh, which came out in 2011. And um, starred uh, um, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers uh, slash uh, Captain America and um it was directed by joe johnson uh who if you're a movie fan you may know uh, was also the director of uh, honey i Shrunk the kids uh the rocketeer which was a favorite film of mine growing up uh jumanji uh jurassic park 3 uh he also directed uh the wolfman um and uh, he's a great director, uh, really highly regarded Um, and Captain America the First Avenger is a great uh, film and a great start uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, even though uh, it isn't the first film that was released as a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Uh, in chronological order I guess you'd have to say uh, Iron Man was the first film Um, And of course, this isn't the first Captain America film uh, that was made. Um, I actually remember uh, the Captain America film that came out in 1990, um, uh, which was a favourite of mine, I must say, uh, growing up, because um, to me, uh, I'd always been a fan of Captain America. He was one of the most uh, noticeable uh marvel heroes um for me alongside spider-man of course and the hulk um yeah and i remember watching the 1990 captain america film and absolutely being enthralled by it uh i remember recording it on vhs and watching it over and over again um uh, and uh, yeah I, i i really enjoyed it um, you know, I know a lot of people uh, now looking back uh, would not think and do not really consider it as highly as they probably once did as a kid. But when I was a kid, hey, any any film with a, a superhero in it was something that I gravitated towards um, because uh, superheroes are like uh, the modern day um uh heroes of modern myth that is um comics and uh, and uh, Captain America is one of the 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 most prominent of those of those heroes um and I remember hearing about uh, the release of Captain America the first Avenger uh, and that it was going to be and it's going to star uh Chris Evans um back in 2011. And one thing occurred to me and uh that was well hang on. Uh hasn't Chris Evans already starred in a Marvel film? Uh because originally he starred in the the Fox um studios uh films uh of the the Fantastic Four. I uh, I believe he played Johnny Storm in that. Um Uh, also known as uh, the Human Torch, and he was in the first uh, Fantastic Four film, and he's also in Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer. Um, And I know a lot of people were uh, also concerned that uh, he'd already starred in a a Marvel film, but uh, the the Fantastic Four films that were produced by uh, Fox are not included in the marvel cinematic universe so uh officially um chris evans starring as steve rogers slash captain america doesn't uh break the the timeline or doesn't affect uh shouldn't affect the enjoyment of uh, of him and um Really, when you look at you can com- and you compare uh, how uh, Chris Evans looks in Captain America: The First Avenger and how he appears in uh, the Fantastic Four films, um, you, you you can easily uh, divide the two, and you wouldn't really um, compare. You wouldn't. They're playing two completely different characters, and Chris Evans it just. Uh, for me, um, comparing the two, Chris Evans really does fit the part of Steve Rogers more so than he does uh, Johnny Storm. In my opinion, uh, I think he's an incredible uh, role model and he really does uh, fit the role of uh, Captain America. Uh, he definitely has the 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 physique. Uh, he has the um, temperament. And he's uh, he's just a, he's a great actor, and um, I'm not sure if he was the the first choice to play uh, Captain America, but for me, um, he he really does fit the bill. And um, yeah, uh, I and I, I really like um, Captain America: The First Avenger, and um, in comparison to the Captain America that I watched back in 1990 uh it really does blow it out of the the water so to speak um and as as i was saying in my introduction uh captain america bridges uh two eras uh of the marvel cinematic universe um it also introduces a lot of new characters which um all of the the best marvel uh films do um sometimes they're a continuation of the ongoing story but uh mostly they introduce new characters along with uh, long-standing characters and um what i love about captain america the first avenger is that it, um as with most of the the, the marvel films it really does uh humanize the the characters and you really get a sense of um this natural evolution that takes place this um this uh creation of of a, of a character that comes uh and is built slowly but surely and um a lot of this uh is visually shown in um the way that we're introduced to steve rogers in um in Captain America the first Avenger uh, because when we first meet uh, Steve he's the scrawny uh, gu- scrawny young man um, he's not even fit to pass the uh, a medical to be to be a member of the of the army which he um, he he wishes to do and he tries to sign up to become uh, a member of the army but uh, at one point he's um deemed four f which means he's uh because of he has so many problems he has asthma he has uh a lot of um things that would would not um allow him to become an active soldier uh within the war um and the war that i 'm talking about is of course world war two and uh um Right at the beginning of the film uh we don't actually start well we do really start with captain america but uh we don't really know uh that it is captain america we we introduced to his shield first and foremost because uh in the present day uh we watch uh some researchers uh in the arctic circle uncovering a buried uh, piece of wreckage uh, which turns out to be a large wing shaped aircraft uh, and after cutting a hole in the hole uh, they um, one of the researchers discovers uh, a, uh, a red white and blue motif uh, that uh, we come to um, find out is in fact uh, Captain America's SHIELD, his vibranium uh made uh SHIELD. And um we and following this we jump back in time and we go uh to the year nineteen forty two uh where Hydra forces uh which are, are basically the antithesis of um Of Shield, uh, you could say Um, they are a a secretive uh, uh, group, uh, an authoritarian paramilitary, subversive subversive organization uh, bent on uh, world domination. And um, throughout some of the the other uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe films, we Um, and the the, the TV show um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We come to learn that HYDRA has um, infiltrated um, a lot of the the world governments of the world, uh, including the the U.S. government. Um, And uh, there was also a a recent storyline within the last few years in which it was revealed that uh, Captain America was an agent of HYDRA Rather than an agent of Shield, but I think that was uh, that revelation didn't go down well, and I think it was uh, walked back from, um, or it was um, set up as uh, as a ruse and explained away that he was a double agent or something along those lines. But uh, Hydra are mainly uh, associated with um, the Nazis, uh, the Third Reich. Um, and their leader is, uh, a, uh, a soldier, a man by the name of Johan Schmidt, uh, who we see, uh, along with Hydra forces invading a stone church in Tonsberg in Norway. Uh, and they're seeking a mysterious, uh, cosmic artifact, uh, known as the Tesseract. And the Tesseract, um... ...is an object that is... uh, ...and would become... uh, ...very important to... uh, ...the Marvel Cinematic Universe of films... uh, ...because um, in reality the Tesseract... ...which is this... uh, ...glowing blue... ...cube of energy... um, uh, ...is in fact... uh, ...the vessel... That, uh, is housing um, the space stone, which is one of the six Infinity Stones that uh, predate the universe, and they possess unlimited energy. and um, and, at, and at at one point, they would they be they all of the Infinity Stones are sought out by um, um, a very uh, dangerous um uh, dangerous enemy to the people of earth and to the the entire un- marvel universe uh um and but the 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 infinity stones have been uh have been sought out by uh many people because they um it has been they have been known for um, uh, for millennia for being these um, the, for possessing such power to manipulate uh, time and, and space and um, of course there is um, no one uh, who seeks them out um, more than uh, more than uh, the, uh, the the Titan um, that is uh, Thanos and uh, he would come to collect them all uh, and uh, have a an infinity gauntlet forged so that he could obtain and use the power of all the six infinity stones combined so that he could obliterate half of the, the universe. But in this film um, the, the space stone Uh, is still housed within this tesseract Um, and um, Schmidt uh, discovers um, the tesseract uh, that is being uh, held uh, and being protected uh, by the the church keeper there Um, and uh, Johann Schmidt kills everybody there Um, and then Following this, uh, we get introduced to Steve Rogers uh, in 1943, uh, who's once again been rejected for military duty, um, uh, and in World War II, uh, despite making multiple attempts at different enlistment offices, because of um, his the frailty of his physical appearance and the numerous health issues that he has um and uh at one point he is um he's bombarded by uh in, in an attack by some uh street bully and uh he's definitely uh not the uh the Steve Rogers who he would become he's frail weak but his heart is in the right place he's a fighter and um in the first in captain america the first avenger it's when we first hear him utter those immortal words uh, i could do this all day and um from his physical appearance you wouldn't believe that he could go all day but he has the heart and the mind of a soldier and one thing about steve rogers even in his frail state uh, is clear is that no matter the no matter the mission, no matter what he has to do, no matter how long he has to go on, he will never give up. Um, and uh, while they, while he uh, is attending the Stark Expo uh, in 1943 with his best friend, uh, Bucky Barnes, uh, who is a character who would become uh, very important within the... Uh, um, Within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, um, he's played by Sebastian Stan. Uh, he would go on to become the, the Winter Soldier in later films. Um, when they they uh, um, attend Stark Expo, in which at which uh, uh, we get introduced to Howard Stark uh, in his younger years, uh, who's of course the, the father of Tony Stark and he's uh trying to demonstrate this uh floating car uh which fails um uh but uh he he can definitely tell that he's uh this um very uh inventive uh genius and um and uh you can definitely see where tony gets his uh his genius from um and at this uh, expo, uh, uh, Steve tries to enlist once again in the army um, because his uh, his best friend Bucky is about to ship out uh, to Europe to enter the war. Um, but once again, Steve uh, is is um, told that he's four F. He he can't. He's he's already. He's told that he's been reported to have tried to enlist in all these other sites. Um, But while he's uh, he's trying to enlist once again, he is. uh, His conversation is overheard by um, the scientist, uh, Abraham Erskine, um, who uh, he's of uh, of. Steve's um uh his heartfelt uh wish to become a member of um and to f- to fight uh against the uh, the Nazis um and uh Dr. Abraham Erskine uh, is a, a soldier is a, a scientist sorry who is the original creator of the super soldier serum uh which turns up actually in the Incredible Hulk film uh, starred um, that uh, came out in 2008, um, and um, and but he was forced to use uh, a preliminary version of this uh, super soldier serum uh, previously to transform Johann Schmidt. Into the, uh, the devilish red skull, uh, who uh, is a character um, who I have, to, who I should say, um, is played uh, uh, wonderfully by uh, Hugo Weaving, um, and uh, uh, Doctor Erskine is played by uh, Stanley Tucci. I have to say, is a great, great character, um, but uh red Skull is kind of the the main antagonist of the film uh he's the he's the one who uh is uh trying to obtain and to harness the power of the the space stone within the uh within the tesseract to try and develop weapons uh that could be used to uh take over the world basically um and he has his own agenda um but um when Abraham Erskine created the super soldier serum um uh he uh wished to help uh stop uh um Johann Schmidt and that is why he uh fleed to the United States and joined the strategic scientific research um group, uh, where he managed to perfect the serum and, um, and it's, uh, this, um, this research group, um, that has a, uh, um, has a project, uh, of it, uh, in which they want to inject the serum this new improved super soldier serum into a into a a candidate Uh, and the the project is called project rebirth um and it's an, an experimental project conducted by the strategic scientific research uh group under the supervision of dr erskine um of uh chester phillips and also uh peggy carter um Agent Peggy Carter should say. And um Chester Phillips uh is uh is played uh by uh, Tommy Lee Jones um and um Agent uh Agent Carter uh is played by Haley Atwell. Um and I think they 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 realize, uh, straight away that, uh, even during basic training that, uh, Steve, um, uh, is, has a, has the heart of the, of, uh, of a soldier and he is everything that they, they want. Uh, he is, he has nothing, ba- seemingly has nothing to offer physically. He has a lot to offer in heart and mind. Um, but, um, and and Doctor Erskine believes in Steve, uh, even though um, uh, Colonel Phillips uh, doesn't doesn't believe in in him um, as much. Um, uh, but because when he go even when he's going through basic training, he he can't keep up with the rest of the the soldiers. Um, he falls behind. Um but uh he's smart and um he has uh a lot of the what these, what will make uh the perfect super soldier he may not look physically built for the 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 role uh but he has everything else um uh but um uh they're reassured um and eventually. Steve, um, becomes the, the, the main focus, uh, the main candidate of the, uh, super soldier, uh, serum treatment. And, uh, he eventually gets put into a special chamber where he's injected with the super soldier serum and also dosed with VitaRase, um, uh, which, um, cause him severe uh pain and anguish uh but uh, the experiment uh is eventually seen to be a success when the um the chamber is opened and we see that steve has been transformed from this scrawny looking young man into this heavily uh mus- muscular, muscled uh perfect specimen of uh, a human man you 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 could say um and he 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 not only um looks like a soldier now he's also had his he's in height uh um increased uh, but he's also uh um you know we also see that uh, peggy is attracted to him um, she might have been attracted to him on an emotional level previously, but she can, we can definitely see that she's attracted to him on a physical level also. Um, and previous to this, um, we uh, uh, we discover that um, in Europe, uh, Doc, uh, Schmidt and a character called uh, Arnim Zola. Uh, are using uh, machines to uh, attempt to harness the energy of the tesseract uh, intending to use its power to fuel uh, dr zola's uh, inventions um um and uh, we also find out while they're trying to to do this that uh, uh, Schmidt has discovered uh Dr. Erskine's location and he dispatches an assassin to go and kill him. And of course Dr. Erskine is at this uh super soldier serum experiment. Uh he's the one responsible for helping uh Steve become the the the, the super soldier. Um, um and we also see that Howard Stark is integral to the experiment because a lot of the the equipment that is used uh, has Stark Industries uh, all over it. So he, he it's a quite, a, kind of a, an interesting cross-section uh, in which Howard Stark and Steve Rogers um, know each other quite well and they work together quite well. Uh, whereas uh, Steve Rogers, uh, as Captain America and uh, Tony Stark uh Howard Stark's son uh would um have some moments when uh, they rubbed up against one another and uh um there was definitely a lot of tension between the two and I think at one point uh Steve actually tells Tony that uh, he's uh he's nothing like his father or uh, something along those lines But the assassin that was sent to kill um, Dr. Erskine uh, does turn up at this experiment, um, and uh, he shoots Dr. Erskine, uh, assassinating him, and um, after this, uh, Steve, uh, whose uh, strength and stamina has been uh, um, exceptionally increased. Uh, takes off on foot um after uh the the assassin um uh whose character called Heinz Kruger uh barefoot on my on my ad and he races through uh Brooklyn uh to the dockyards to try and stop Kruger from getting away um but uh Kruger tries to fire at Steve and uh, he even attempts to try and escape in a submarine that was waiting for him uh but uh Steve manages to catch him um, um, but um and uh, the v- a vial that um kruger uh had taken from the uh the secret uh lab where Steve was transformed um one of the, the vials of the super soldier serum. Is uh, broken um, uh, in the process of uh, Steve trying to catch, uh, capture uh, Heinz Kruger. And uh, seeing that he is um, at threat of being uh, arrested and interrogated, uh, Heinz Kruger um, commits suicide by taking a cyanide pill that's um, uh, hidden in one of his uh, false. uh, teeth in his in his mouth um and he eventually dies uh but because uh dr erskine has been killed uh the super soldier formula uh has been deemed to be lost and it will take many years for um um the the formula to be recreated um and uh that is when the uh the SSR, um, the Strategic Scientific Research uh, Group, is ordered to join the war and engage Hydra Hydra directly. Um, uh, However, uh, General Phillips decides to leave Steve behind um, and uh, allow the scientists to study him in an attempt to rediscover Dr. Erskine's formula um but uh instead of um just letting uh Steve Steve go to to waste um one of the senators St- senator Brant uh, approaches Steve and convinces Steve to become uh a part of the war uh but in another way um he can offer his services uh, in a way other than becoming a soldier on the front line And that is as a national symbol uh, which can be used to promote uh, war donations um, uh, so that people uh, would uh, potentially buy uh, war bonds uh, that would help um, fund the, the war effort. And Steve becomes. Uh, Steve accepts this, um, and he becomes uh, Captain America. Uh, this uh, star-spangled character that shows up on stage, and he has um, the familiar Captain America um, uh, suit uh, with the star and the 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 blue, the uh, red, and the white. Um. And he turns up uh, on stages to in front of people who uh, might want to donate to the war effort uh, with dancers behind him. And uh, he's a, part of a, a stage show, uh, a scripted stage show. Um, and uh, Captain America um, becomes this famous uh, character and gains popularity among the public. Uh, and stars in um, film, in um, film films, uh, and also in comic books and on memorabilia and on posters. So he becomes a symbol of the war and uh, a, re- a very popular recruitment character. But of course, Steve wanted to be a soldier. He wanted to enter the war uh, in a way and become part of the war in a way that was that had more substance than. Uh, the character that he he embodies for, um, on the stage, and uh, you know, at one point we see him uh, knocking out uh, Adolf Hitler, is something that was shown in the comic books uh, uh, from the 1940s uh, and 50s, when uh, the Marvel character of Captain America first um, first premiered. Um, in the Marvel comics, uh, so there's a lot of um, there's a lot of references back to the the comics, and the things that we're we're seeing portrayed in those uh, in in Captain America: The First Avenger. Um, and uh, meanwhile, um, Schmidt, uh, aka uh, Red Skull, uh, unveils his new uh, tesseract-powered weaponry to some Nazi officers who have been sent to oversee his operation. Uh, but um, instead he uses the, the weapons that he's been uh, developing, um, one of the weapons he's been developing, uh, to kill the officers. Um, uh, and they also realized that Germany, uh, the country that he was supposed to be working uh, to, to help in the war effort, ...is among the list of Schmidt's intended targets... ...and um... ...he... ...this is uh, where we see Schmidt uh, ...declaring that he wishes to... Uh, ...overtake the Third Reich... ...and claim that Hydra could grow in further than... ...Hitler's uh, shadow... Uh, ...would uh, ever allow him to... ...um... And uh, Hydra continues to siphon energy from the Tesseract um, and uh, is able to, uh, to store the energy and integrate it into weapons uh, both short range and long range that could be used um, to, uh, to win World War II uh, if uh, they were um, uh, allowed to be used on a, a wider scale um but then we, we catch up with Steve uh while he's on tour in Italy performing um his uh Captain America stage show and uh he's uh derided by the 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 soldiers of the 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 107th um uh army um and uh he it's a uh, he even has uh, tomatoes thrown at him because they just see him as a bit of a joke. Uh, like he's not really a soldier; he's just this character that um, you know uh, is seen to be f- just fictional. Um, uh, but uh, Steve, uh, he he wants to be something more, and this is where he. Uh, he reconnects with uh, Colonel Phillips um and uh, he uh, sees uh, Peggy Carter once again. Um and in, this is when um Steve hears that um Bucky, his best friend Bucky Barnes, um hasn't returned and he's currently missing. Um and uh, he's being held at a uh, Hydra uh, factory. Uh, and uh, when Steve hears about this, he immediately races off, uh, puts on a um, on a metal helmet, um, takes his uh, Captain America um, shield with him, um, which isn't the the shield that he would come to use. Uh, in the, the other uh, um, Avengers films. Um, but uh, he takes the one that he uses on the stage show. He puts on a, on a helmet. He goes racing off um, uh, with the help of uh, Peggy Carter and Howard Stark. Uh, who fly him um, above, um, behind enemy lines. Uh, where from uh, Steve parachutes down... Uh, sneaks into Hydra's main factory where he he finds and he frees uh, a lot of captive soldiers that are there uh, who riot and start to escape and uh, that's where uh, Steve eventually finds Bucky Um, and um, after a a firefight uh, uh, out of the uh, facility um, they eventually find their way back to... uh, to the Allied lines, um, but, uh, on their way to try and escape, uh, Steve and, uh, Bucky come up against, um, uh, Schmidt, aka Red Skull, um, uh, who set the factory to self-destruct, um, um, and as the, the building detonates, uh, uh we see um and uh red skull uh, or schmidt uh reveals to steve rogers that they're both a a product of the super soldier uh serum um red skull was the first uh, and steve is the second and he's the the one uh that uh had the serum after it was more perfected but the the way that Red Skull talks uh, he talks as if they are both gods because they have such power within them um and uh Schmidt and uh Dr. Zola uh make their escape um uh while uh Steve Rogers and Bucky are left to barely make it out um of the factory uh, just it blows up but they, they eventually do and they march back to the base with the, the other rescued soldiers and uh, following this liberation uh, the allied prisoners um, Steve Rogers gains uh, his superior officer's respect and acknowledgement as a soldier and is given a high rank and uh, the chance to fight as Captain America. Um, and a key figure in the war front opposing hydra um and we see uh, throughout the film steve uh um really becoming a leader he he learns to become a leader in this film uh he learns to become captain america not only in in name but in in his actions and he leads soldiers um uh, along with a, a designed uh, specially designed captain America uh, suit um, and a new circular vibranium shield developed by uh, howard stark and he really does um, become a uh, an inspiration for all of uh, all of the soldiers and then in 1945 um, his team uh, um, which is called the howling commandos um, assaults a uh, a train uh, carrying Dr. Zola and uh, Steve Rogers and Bucky Barnes engage uh, in a fight with the soldiers on the train. Uh, but um, during this uh, Bucky falls from the train and it is believed by him and by us at the time that he's fallen to his death. Uh, but he does eventually, uh, come back, uh, in a future, um, movie, uh, um, but I won't give away that story because it's, uh, it's a great, when he, when he reappears, it's a, a, great reveal. So that's one to look out for. Um, um uh, but, uh, uh, Dr. Zola, uh, is captured and he's returned um to uh the allied um to an allied base um and uh he's uh, he's questioned about um what uh schmidt uh is trying to do um and uh, uh it's eventually ex- the information that is eventually extracted from dr sola uh, convinces, um, convinces the SSR to target uh, what they believe is the final Hydra stronghold um, and uh, that is when uh, Steve uh, leads an attack to stop um, Schmidt from using the weapons uh, of mass destruction that he has developed as a result of uh, siphoning power from the Tesseract, uh, which he intends to use against the United States. So um, Steve, um, with the help of uh, Peggy um, and, uh, and um, Colonel Phillips, um, he eventually finds a way to climbing uh, aboard the, the Valkyrie, um, which is the uh, the wing-shaped um, aircraft uh, that uh, um, Steve is discovered in um, right at the beginning of the film. That is uh, um, where we find the where we first discovered the the shield of uh, of Captain America, um, and which we come to find out is Hydra's um, massive aircraft bomber. Uh, which they uh, are going to, which would be the the launch pad to launch these weapons of mass destruction against the United States if it was to reach um, the United States. But during the 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 flight, uh, there is a fight um, uh, in which uh, a machine that contains the Tesseract is damaged. Uh, Schmidt is. Uh, Um, attempts to to handle the Tesseract uh, but it opens up a a wormhole in space and it sucks him through it Um, and uh, he would he will turn up in uh, another Marvel Cinematic Universe film later on in a different form Uh, but he disappears in a bright flash of light. Uh, The cube uh, the Tesseract falls to the floor, and, and as a result, burns through the 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 hull of the plane and falls into the into the ocean. Um, and Steve uh, knows of no other way to stop the the Valkyrie that he is aboard uh, than to um, than to to plow it into the the Arctic. Uh, ice shelf, so as to stop it from reaching the United States, and uh, we see him on uh, the radio talking to Peggy, uh, who he uh, has a great affection for. Also, he carries a picture of her here in his um, in his uh, compass, and uh, she's aware of this. She she's aware that he shares feelings for her, and as she shares feelings for him um and uh, they promise to make a date uh um Steve promises to to be there um but unfortunately he never gets to make it to their date and um the Valkyrie ends up uh uh hitting the arctic shelf um which uh and after uh, communication is cut off, uh, Peggy is noticeably saddened and distraught by this. Um, um, but uh, uh, no contact uh, is, uh, is um, maintained with Steve, uh, even though Howard Stark uh, does later recover the Tesseract from the ocean floor uh, with a submersible um, vehicle. Uh, But he's unable to locate Steve's body Nor Schmidt's aircraft, the Valkyrie Um, And then uh, right at the end of the film uh, We see Steve uh, reawaken uh, In what appears to be a nineteen forty star hospital room Um, But after uh, um, uh, a young woman comes in uh, who is dressed in 1940-style uh, uniform? Um, uh, after Steve listens to uh, a radio broadcast of a uh, of a uh, baseball match that uh, he remembers attending uh, back in the 1940s, he deduces uh, that he's not where he is being led to believe. He is not in the time that he's led to believe he's in um and he manages to break free of where he's uh being held captive um uh, he finds that it's just a set within a building uh and he runs out into the street and eventually finds himself in present day Times square where uh nick fury um Uh, of course played by uh, Samuel Jackson uh, approaches him and uh, tells him that he's been asleep for nearly 70 years and um, stunned by this revelation uh, Steve uh, uh, um, has uh, he's just consumed by um uh, sadness that he'd never get to see uh Peggy because they made a date um um and then sometime later we see Nick Fury approach uh Steve and uh in which he has a proposal for him with a mission that would have worldwide ramifications and uh this uh offer would of course lead into the first Avengers film uh, that came out, um, uh, I think, the year after uh, Captain America, the first Avenger came out. But, yeah, what a great film. Um, it's been some time since I've seen uh, the film. I remember seeing it back in 2011, which seems like yesterday. But, of course, uh, that was 10 years ago at this point. because uh, We're now in the year 2021 um but it really doesn't age i i recently watched it and um to me it's just uh it's seamless it's uh it's perfect uh and um in my opinion no one else could embody steve rogers uh or captain america as as well as uh chris evans does and um Tubman E jones is great as well hugo Eving is brilliant also in Reds as Red School uh, or Johann Schmidt. Uh, and he, he only appears in this film, uh, even though Red School does turn up again. Um, Hayley Atwell as Peggy Carter uh, is great also. And uh, as a result of her appearance in, in this film, she would also get her own film. Um uh, Agent Carter. Uh, sorry, her, her own TV show, uh Agent Carter. And she would become a very important character To Steve Rogers And she would never be forgotten by Steve And um, She also turns up In uh, In uh, Avengers Endgame Uh, It's a very um, Sweet scene Uh, um, And Dominic Cooper Who stars as Howard Stark Is also great Um, And And Stanley Tucci is Abraham uh, Erskine, Dr. Erskine, also great as well. Um, And yeah, great cast to a great film uh, and a really great setup uh, for what would come um, uh, in future uh, Avengers films. Um, And also, like I was saying, it's kind of like a bridge between two eras of, uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, um, and, um, yeah, and it, it really does lead into, um, and makes Captain America very prominent, uh, character, even from the first, uh, from the first moment that you see him, um, and, uh, you, you really get to know, uh, all that you need to know about captain america steve rogers in this film and um of course being who he is the seemingly boy scout uh goody two shoes always doing what's right he does come up against uh characters in future marvel cinematic universe uh films just tony stark who is willing to bend the rules when it suits him and it's uh doesn't really like rules, whereas, um, uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers is a soldier and he's been trained to, uh, to, to follow the rules and to, you know, to, 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 to do what he has to do. Um, uh, but, uh, to not, uh, diverge too far away from the straight line that he's used to. Um but yeah great film um and uh and yeah it's uh one that i i as i said i haven't seen in a long time but uh something that has has always left a a a great impression on me and i, I love the way that they they showed steve um before he became captain america uh before he got in uh in injected with the super soldier serum you know the definitely a lot of um augmentation went into that special effects augmentation uh but for me it really works and uh when you see him step out of the um, of that machine and you see his h- how um physically improved he is um uh yeah you really does really does uh, really does, uh make you believe that um, um, it's uh, it's like watching, I always say when I uh, I watch all of these, the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's like um, they've been inspired by the comic book creations that came before them, but they because they're modernised and they're being told through the, the lens of modern day uh, cinema they they really, they just seem so believable because they're presented in a way that you you could look at it and think that that could actually happen um uh even though uh of course it's uh it's a fantastic world you know, within a and a, a marvelous universe pardon the pun um but everything is believable and that's something that uh Uh, the marvel films and the the marvel comic books uh try to air towards um uh as much as they can to make those the characters within their universe as believable as possible and and um captain america really does show this uh well in my opinion and i think joe johnson is a great director and he showed this realism in all of the films that he's made especially i want to say the rocketeer um uh, which really made uh people believe uh uh that a man could fly in a rocket ship uh, in a in a rocket pack i should say so uh, and that was also set during world war ii so um uh, he's definitely got an affinity uh, as a director for the the time and he really did make the 1940s um Time that Captain America is set within um, believable and um, and uh, it really does uh, does shine and it really is uh, a great uh, achievement um, and uh, one that uh, that I uh, I always enjoy uh, watching back uh, whenever I can. But yeah, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Um, just want to say if you haven't seen Captain America: The First Avenger then uh definitely try and check it out uh on dvd or blu-ray or uh wherever you you stream your films Um, it's also available as are uh a great many of the marvel cinematic universe films uh, on disney plus and um yeah check it out uh because even if you have seen it but you haven't seen it in a long time uh you'll definitely enjoy uh it um because uh um there are moments in it that really uh really do um sell the film as uh as this great introduction to uh the wider universe that is the marvel cinematic universe and uh um as i said it, it uh, introduces a lot of characters that will become uh prominent characters um uh over the uh Over the films that um, take place after it. Um, But yeah. So I'm going to leave it there for now I think. Um, Just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Uh, Hope you like what you heard. And I'll talk to you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me, uh, which is my website, and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years. Um, you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form, uh, and go to amazon and you'll find um all 10 of my books that i've had published um they're all books of poetry um uh books of stories uh books of uh memories and uh, experiences um and there'll be more to come and uh if you would love to um contribute uh to uh to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to patreon and searching for mark the poet and uh your uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um but uh as i was saying i hope you liked what you heard in this uh episode um and i'll talk to you again soon